0: welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. May the 4th be with you. It's a special episode. And Um,
1: today, I mean, one of the topics that we get asked time and time again, actually, is absolutely how do I deal with a husbandry issue and no I don't mean your husband what I do mean is yeah that is coming Um, and what I do mean is that you have an issue with maybe handling your dog or Mm -hmm. maybe you've tried to administer some uh, medication or maybe you've tried to handle your dog and and clip nails and they really dislike it now we've had a a customer um, of ours um, get in touch they've got in touch through one of our Facebook groups Uh, they're part of the game Game changer community they're part of sex in the squirrel and they've had a bit of a nightmare yeah. and what is their nightmare tom
0: their nightmare is and i've got to say you know judith's an amazing game changer owner for kind of writing this and being you know aware of this and looking for advice and reaching out right yeah. like
1: reaching out she's taken an amazing step to ask us and and she doesn't know yet that this has become a podcast or is no. becoming a may the fourth Be with you
0: podcast. So here it is. Um, Judith says, I have put some drops in my dog's ear tonight and now he won't come near me. I gave him treats, but as soon as I go near him, he runs off. I'm in tears. I feel so bad. I feel like I have lost everything we have built here and I don't know how I will ever be able to do it again. Well, Judith, we have good news for you. It's going to be fine. Good
1: news. Good news, Judith, good news. Um, and so I think one of the first things is that this is not uncommon yep. and that actually lots of people experience this very struggle with um with, with their own um dogs, right? Yep, like they, they experience exactly this.
0: And what we've got to start with is this concept of the relationship bank account. Now, what the relationship bank account is, is it's really a way that we kind of look at how we go through life with our dogs. And this bank account, just like any bank account, can have investments. It can also have withdrawals. And the more full the bank account, the better the relationship is. So investments in your relationship bank account would be positive interactions with your dog. That might, for example, be playing some games from the Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge. It might be, you know, massage. It might be, you know, having, I don't know, a lovely play session Maybe with your dog. Maybe you
1: have ditched the bowl. And I know that lots of the people in the Sexier Than a Squirrel program, they will have uh, ditched the bowl. I know you guys are all listening out there, you super game changers. It's it's day one. And mm-hmm. and we've got um, super cool eBooks to support the, the materials, including uh, Ditch the Bowl raw yeah. uh, and actually ditching the bowl is is huge in developing that relationship yeah. because it kind of gives a level of bank account mm-hmm. uh, that that is very very um reinforcing and enriching for the dog yeah. and equally um is is relationship building for owner and dog.
0: Absolutely. And then there are withdrawals. And Judith's encountered a withdrawal whereby, you know, a negative experience and happened, that, a negative interaction.
1: That is something that has to happen, right, Tom yeah. like, to a degree. Tom, um, you're a vet, and um, you'll prescribe maybe, I don't know, one of the products that we get in the UK would be like Canoral mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, like, that. A,
0: you know, ear drop eardrop. Eardrops, ear some treatment,
1: kind. some sort of um, cleanser or cleaner mm-hmm. or um, treatment. Mm-hmm. And that might need to be used for anywhere between every day mm-hmm. for seven days to maybe like, um, some of them are like a couple of weeks yeah, or um, cleaning might be ongoing, ongoing, yeah. depending on the breed of dog that you have and how much sort of breathability their ear has. Yeah. And so for us, when we're considering this, is actually this is something we don't want to make painful because if it's going to be painful, you might need to be doing it every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so what we need to think about is, first of all, you know, what's happened? What can we do about it? And then also, what can we do about this moving forward? And so whenever there's a withdrawal, what we need to do is we need to top up that relationship bank account. Now, at the moment, your dog might be in a state of trying to predict when your next going to do that terrible eardrop. And so there are really two kind of prongs of attack in that respect the first is that we need to make it clear to your dog when we're doing the eardrop and when we're not now we call this controlling the predictors dogs are you know incredibly clever they're they're geared towards survival in fact we all are all animals are geared towards survival living to the next day and so when something happens that they don't like guess what they start to make predictions about you know, when that might happen again. And they learn predictors of that event. Now, it sounds like maybe, Judith, what, what's happened is that your dog has taken the predictor as you may be approaching them or you may be reaching down to them. That's the predictor of the the, and, the, and the event. And predictors
1: of events are happening all the time, guys, from you picking up your shoes to grabbing keys to getting picking up your dog's lead to grabbing your lunch to putting your sunglasses on because mm-hmm. it might be sunny right now or grabbing your raincoat. Yep. You know what dogs are brilliant, genius, Very pure, clever, learners. like literally fast, fast learners at predictors.
0: Absolutely. And what we need to do is we need to teach your dog that actually that predictor is not a predictor. That predictor is is not, they got the predictor wrong. Now, the, the thing that you're going to do is you're going to, you know, give your dog time, first of all, let their bucket empty. And then what you might do is you might Maybe take two steps towards them and then turn around and walk away. Maybe you take three steps towards them, turn around and walk away. Maybe you walk right up to them, lean over and then turn around and walk away. And what that teaches them is, oh, that that predictor is just doesn't lead to the event that I thought it would Pick lead up to. The
1: eardrops, put down the eardrops, open the fridge, put mm-hmm. them back in the fridge. and um, all of the things that might be might be happening, you don't need to maybe um allow your dog to to pair those too quickly. Yeah.
0: The next thing that you're then going to think about is how can we replenish the bank account? Now, once your dog is, you know, comfortable with being around you and um, and being near you and not seeing you as something to worry about, well, you've got the tools, you've got the games, you, you've got to play games, you've got to use that daily and food allowance.
1: Games, like we've said so many times, and you guys are going to like remember this line if you've been listening to us for a little while now, games shape and reshape the brain. Yeah. So they shape the brain and they reshape the brain and they work... In in your favor, because you know what you design the games. You're the game's master. Yeah. You're the game's creator. So you get to shape the brain in the direction that you want to grow it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the you know the good news that we've got for you, Judith, is that really the the one off things, the 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 the, the one off event, that really kind of pales in comparison to actually daily action. What happens every day? It's a little bit like if you want to lose weight well, you're not going to have one fast day a month. It's actually the little daily actions of maybe deciding not to eat something and maybe deciding to do, you know, five, 10 minutes exercise. That's actually what's going to make the difference. And so what- And daily
1: action, guys, we cannot underestimate like the power of daily action. Like daily action, Tom and I talk all the time about like that 1% uh, and how it adds up, right? Like it's, it's massive. And it's those little consistent actions that we take day by day second by second minute by minute hour by hour that actually really have the potential to um, really um quite enormous change
0: yeah absolutely now the next thing once we've kind of we've we've now got we've now got it figured out how we're gonna then replenish this relationship bank account we need to think about the ongoing eardrops right because we, we've we now repaired the issue, we've now repaired the bank account, but we also have not repaired the ear. So what are we going to do about it? Well, this is ear, where ear. We, control, we control the predictors, we manage the predictors. Your dog, the, there are some events that they're not going to like. No amount of conditioning, like some things that I have to do to dogs, like inject them. No amount of conditioning and training is going to make a needle all of a sudden a pleasurable experience. Like
1: literally, it's it's something I was chatting to a client only the other day. Both Tom and I see, see clients still day to day, something we do and literally they were explaining how much they, they really hated that their dog would have to go through a needle and I said look there are some things your dogs just need mm. to have like yeah. if there's a, a procedure that they need to have or if it's something essential then mm. let's not like plan about like let's not stress about why they shouldn't have it or how to avoid it like you know what if they need to have it they need to have it yeah. so actually I think that like you said Tom there are some things that just need to be done
0: they just need to be done and so actually what we need to focus on and what what we have the opportunity of giving our dogs this gift is um, is what they learn from that experience and so what we want our dog to learn from that experience is that the 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 event, that we are not a predictor of the event. Nothing regularly occurring that they're going to encounter in day-to-day life is a predictor of the event. Instead, it's a different predictor. Now, the way that I often explain this is I talk about my rabbit and my rabbit was called Levi. Sadly, he's passed away now. He lived a very long time. And, um, and he, he came the, to uni with he, you. He, he did. He. Um, what, he that school? When I lived in Italy, he used to come to, he used to come to, from Italy um, with me um, in his little carrier or his harness and his lead. He came to vet school with me um, alongside my dog that I had from four years old, Peggy, who's who's now passed away as well. She lived till she was 21. Anyway, I <laughs> could okay, go on. So, Happy um, ever after. <laughs> um, so um, little Levi. Now he had an eye condition called a glaucoma and that required eye drops to be administered. And um, and of course rabbits, they are the epitome of Something geared towards survival right they just they you know they're fight or fly animals to the extreme and mostly flight right and so um I knew that Levi would soon not have a great relationship with me when I was having to handle him and and give him eye drops every every day twice a day so what I used to do is I used to manage the predictors tell him what I wanted him to learn and it looked like this he had a he was free roam in the house but he had a pen and I used to um kind of uh, coax him into his pen He'd get into his pen, and when he got into his pen, I would then put a big beach towel over the pen so that it was like total light blackout. And then what I would do is I would reach in with the beach towel, and I would pick him up in the towel. I would then open the front of the towel and, and expose his head, and I would put the eye drops in. I'd then pop him back in his pen. I would recover the pen with the beach towel. I would take the beach towel off and I just wouldn't interact with him
1: you know what Eliza is so sad that Levi's no longer with us <laughs> she would love this Levi experience Le- Levi. Oh, and yeah. he was she would just enjoy it now the thing is Tom's Levi story is a real um, what's well, a real life story it's something that that absolutely happened now why I think most importantly Tom does that work
0: It and the cool thing is is you know the result of that is that Levi never once shied away from me or thought that I was part of that picture because a specific event happened that predicted the bad event. And that specific event was this certain beach towel comes out, it covers the cage and, and causes a big blackout, and then I have my eye drop. So the predictor he learned was well, when that beach towel arrives and there's a blackout, total eclipse, it means the eye drop total is going to happen. <laughs> now, um, the point is, is, you don't have to go to that extreme. And the reason why I did in that case was because rabbits are actually even more prone to developing these associations. The reality is with our dogs is we can maybe. I don't know, pick them up and put them on a table and then put the eyedrop in so that they learn that, or the eardrop, so that then they learn um, that it's about when when my owner interacts with me on the table, that's when there's something's going to happen. Or alternatively, you can can be even more specific. Let's put a certain towel on the table, hop them up onto the table, and then put the eardrop in. Maybe, you know, I've had owners of Great Danes that, you know, they they don't have the luxury of picking their dog up and putting them on a table. They've got a, a specific traffic code out of the cupboard they put the traffic cone in the middle of the living room and then they administer whatever they need to administer so it's the traffic cones fault right the point is is that we can, we get to decide we're you know we're the we're the the forward thinking animal in this situation who knows what's going to happen so we get to decide what our dogs learn from that and judith what i i, I know you're probably thinking oh i should have done that no we can we, we can fix that in fact we've told you how to fix it and then moving forward how about we set up a framework where that doesn't happen again so
1: let's consider what Judith does now because yeah. I think that's important like how do we set up this framework what can she do and and I remember working at a centre out in um, Bermuda um, for um, a couple of days and, and being out there working with some of the um, well it was, it was dolphins yeah. and exactly this it's like how they set them up for care because they need them to come up and flip in front of them and say look here let me check like they want, yeah. they want to be able to check them over they cannot have a situation where they have to dive in to go searching for the dolphins and chasing mm-hmm. it around the, the pool or, or, or wherever they are like they can't have those situations they, they need them trained to, mm. to work with them and effectively that is all we're doing is we're looking at the right sort of conditioning the right training yeah. the right um, predictors and the right setup for success so how can we do that?
0: So um, my advice to you Judith not knowing how big your dog is is that you've effectively got two easy options the, the first option is hop them up onto a table and administer the, the eardrop the second option if your dog's too big um or you know table f- is not feasible for whatever reason do you have a room of the house where you could say right this is going to be the predictor so, room
1: for example you might use a bathroom or a utility yeah. space or somewhere
0: that's kind of like the downstairs loom yeah, you don't easy, you don't need to, access, to go in need there a big any it like, doesn't need to be a big space easy access
1: somewhere that they're not always in already yeah.
0: Exactly. The point is is that then, you know, if they're gonna blame something, they're gonna blame that rather Don than you. Room. And of course, you know, they're not really blaming. All they're doing is predicting and um and, and what we need to do is make sure that their predictors are not a withdrawal from our relationship with them. So, Judith, I hope that you found that useful and,
1: and thank you Judith for reaching out on the um, the Game Changer page that's the Sexiness yeah. Girl group and it's it's great that we get to hear from you and I really hope that you get to hear our, our response because we read every comment on our yeah. um, pages we love to read them we have a super cool team they flag lots of the information to us we literally love it and and it's, it's amazing that we get to hear from you and mm. if you do have struggles just like Judith do tell our Game Changer group about yeah. them if you're part of the Game Changer group Group, and that would be through Sex in a Squirrel?
0: Yeah, absolutely. When you jump into the Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge, the cool thing is is there's a Facebook support group that, that goes with that. So that's where the community of everybody going through the challenge together can talk and chat and share and we do live teaching in there as well. And it also means that you get updates like, for example, I don't know, when the, the, the next podcast episode goes live or the next YouTube episode goes live or whatever it might be. So really, really cool place and you get that as part of jumping into to the sexy and, and, and the lifetime
1: challenge. access uh, yeah. to the challenge and to the group yeah. full of amazing game changers super cool energy best energy you're going to find the other thing I think that's um, really important to acknowledge um, Judith is is you reached out in the right way so yeah. you asked the question in an amazing way equally if you're not part of something like that you can always email us uh, with, the, uh, with the ask team probably mm-hmm. would be the best place yeah. wouldn't it so ask at absolute hyphen dogs mm-hmm. and the cool thing with that is if we can guide you to a solution if we can guide you to something that's going to help if we can guide you if we can help you if we can aid you in an So we want to we want to change lives of dogs
0: and their owners all over the world absolutely and this is an area that we especially love because it's actually one of those areas where we can really prepare our dogs for the situation and you know we can give you a little heads up now that we're working on something very cool relating to husbandry and care and um, how to um, actually teach your dog to do all of the care for themselves so that when they go to the vet it's not scary when you have to do things to them it's not scary in fact they feel like they're leading that experience but we can't share any more on that but basically watch this space now that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast we'll see you next week as usual and we'll be talking about something real real cool
1: we can't wait remember guys stay stay sexy. sexy
0: Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's
1: a 25 day online video programme. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part.
0: The only question is you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.